the blind. Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to touch on the South Sydney Rabbitohs and their season in 2022. For me, obviously dominated by the departures they had at the end of season 2021. Losing Adam Reynolds, a premiership winning halfback, and a guy that was just perennially making them feature in prelim finals. A massive, massive loss. We've seen other teams this year that have lost halfbacks. Newcastle Knights, fucking tyre fire. You know, take them, for example. You look at teams that have come from nowhere. North Queensland Cowboys, what was the big signing? Chad Townsend, Cronulla Sharks, big signing. Nico Hines, I mean. And you look at teams that just didn't do overly well this year. It all has to do with their halfback, essentially. The New Zealand Warriors, they signed Sean Johnson. You know, didn't really fire a shot this year. They really struggled. The Canterbury Bulldogs, who underachieved this year, didn't settle on their halfback until the very back end of the season. The West Tigers couldn't decide who their halfback was. Finally found him, then played him at 13. An absolute shit fight. The halfback role, it does tell the narrative of a lot of teams in this competition. Gold Coast Titans, they lost Jamal Fogarty, for example. Another one similar to Mitchell Pearce. Gave all the responsibility to a young guy who sort of struggled, and they ended up changing him by the back end of the year. So your halfback is so important. When you lose Adam Reynolds, and when you look at the impact he had on the Brisbane Broncos, despite them missing the top eight and how disappointing that was in the back end of the season, there's no doubt about that. Look at where the Broncos came, and if I would have said to you at the start of the year, the Broncos are going to finish ninth, is that a good achievement? You would have gone 100%. I don't think they can get that high. So credit to halfbacks. They're just having such a big impact. And Lachlan Ilias... For him to step up and have the season he had, simply incredible. Filling some huge shoes. And you know the thing I loved about Elias is that he didn't try and fill those shoes. He played Lachlan Elias footy. He didn't try and be Adam Reynolds. He was just more than happy to be Lachlan Elias. And I think a lot of that comes from the coach, Jason Demetrio. We said that uh, Lachlan Elias had to step into big shoes. What about Jason Demetrio? It would have felt like he had some fucking clown shoes sitting in front of him. Stepping into Wayne Bennett's chair after he left, after getting into a grand final, it doesn't get much harder than that. Having to come into this season with a rookie seven, very, very tough with Latrell Mitchell missing a heap of footy this year. There's a heap of factors. We've spoken about a lot on the Rugby League Guru podcast about this over the last few weeks. What Demetrio has done has been simply incredible. I've been so impressed with his performances this this year, and also Dane Gagai. you got to remember, they lost a premier centre. He might not have played that well for Newcastle this year, but he's been sensational for the Bunnies the last few year, years and a critical point of that left edge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So three key spots they had to replace with essentially rookies, a rookie coach, a rookie seven, and Isaiah Tass, he ended up playing that spot at left centre, and we know how important that left side attack is for them. So for the Bunnies not to be a tyre fire this year, I think that's a huge achievement, to be honest with you. I understand that Bunnies fans obviously falling one game short of a grand final, you would have wanted more, but I think it's a pretty good knock. And it is interesting to talk about, because if you compare them to last year, um, you would say that they've got worse, and it wasn't that much of a great year, but I disagree. Look, this year they finished seventh on the ladder. I believe they finished third last season. 
season. Um, they finished with a record of 14 and 10, so they won four more games than they lost, which might not sound overly impressive, but you know when you consider how their season played out, that they lost a dead rubber in the last week to the Roosters, so they beat the week after. They had a couple of golden point games. I think three of the four golden point games they had didn't fall their way. Key injuries throughout the year, rookies coming into this side, constant changes throughout the back line, whether it's Isaiah Tass, Paul Lowe, Milne, now, can I, you name it, constant changes. I think it's a pretty good gig, to be perfectly honest with you. So 14 and 10, granted, their record in 2021 was 20 and 4, so 20 wins, 4 losses. Uh, I said at the start of the year, the other thing that was stacked up against South Sydney is how different the game was played last year and how easy it was for this team to score points and get on the front foot. If you were a front foot footy side with really talented players, 2021 rules were pretty easy for you, realistically, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's why the Manly Seagulls did so well with Turbo and South Sydney with Cody Walker playing the footy he was and Latrell, they were just able to dominate um, when getting into the red zone. Essentially, they were unstoppable. So the game changed a little bit. I think everyone sort of, their defense shortened up a little bit. The rules changed. It wasn't as easy to get on the front foot. Referees uh, changed the game a little bit which I wasn't against, to be perfectly honest with you, as a whole. Uh, so another test for South Sydney. But you have a look this year. So they averaged 25 points per game, average scoring 25 points. Last year it was 32. So they're essentially scoring just un- just over one less try a game, which, once again, um, based on how much the game has changed and how dominant the South Sydney Rabbitohs were last year, I don't think that's a huge drop. Now, over a whole season, scoring one try less per game is big, but I think you've got to take into consideration the rules and how it affected the South Sydney side and how well they took advantage of it and then got brought back to the pack. Uh, They conceded 20 points per game this year. They only conceded 18 last year. So not not a huge dip there, but I think that... I would have hoped that they would have stayed around that 18 mark. Going out to 20 isn't a train wreck, don't get me wrong, uh, but obviously it was easier to score points last year, so you would have hoped they would have stayed about the same, but still conceding only 20 points per game, not a bad knock over a whole season, realistically. Come finals time, though, um, look, to be fair, <laughs> they were pretty consistent. They really were. They obviously won two and lost one. Uh, they scored 26 points on average across their three finals games. Across the rest of the season, they averaged 25 points. Uh, they conceded 19 as well, so one better than what they conceded throughout the regular season. So credit to South Sydney. I mean... They told you who they were all season, and they sort of held that form uh, come the big time. Obviously got dusted well and truly in the end by the Penrith Panthers. We had our um, rapid review that dropped earlier today, if you want to go and have a listen to that for a bit more of an in-depth analysis. But they definitely held with them for the first 30, 35 minutes. So, look, for me, all things considered, I think it was a successful season for South Sydney. I think if they would have finished seventh and lost week one, I still would have said, fuck, that's a pretty good knock this year, all things considered. For them to win two finals games uh, and then drop out in week three against who I believe will be the eventual premiers, I think that's a, a tremendous knock for the South Sydney Rabbitohs this year. Definitely higher. I had them finishing probably 6th, 7th, 8th on the ladder, but I didn't think they'd be able to win two finals games from there. So pretty impressive all round, in my opinion. Uh, Their best players, obviously Latrell Mitchell, he was sensational this year, missed a a big stretch of games, smack in the middle of the season, had a lot of stuff going on field, off field, you name it. Obviously created a little bit of controversy for himself, the way that he carried on the back end of the season, personally. 
I'm all for it. If he's able to back it up, which he did for the vast majority of it, I'm all for it. Go for it. I thought it was great entertainment. I know it got a lot of people weirdly upset, uh, but I'm all for it. And, you know, he lost the last game, took his medicine. Uh, It goes both ways, and he he took his medicine there. So I thought Latron Mitchell, when he came back from America, though, he was fantastic, and I felt like he was the thing that really took South Sydney to that next level. I just think having that sort of person in your side, it can mean the world. I thought Colum and Tungy, he was fantastic. A real coming-of-age season for Colum and Tungy. The moment that stands out for me when I look back at his season was the moment that he stood up to David Clemmer. He went toe-to-toe with him, um, sledged him back, backed it up with big hits, got in his face. I thought it was fantastic. I think he really has turned into a premier back rower in our game. Obviously, started the season a little bit slow, had a couple of missed tackles and whatnot. Always great with the ball. We knew he was going to be great with the ball. Uh, but d- defensively, I think that's where he really shored himself up in the back end of the season. So great to see that improvement. Alex Johnson, another 30 tries. What a fucking freak. Honestly, this guy, he is not human. It's it's crazy what he has achieved. S- more than 60 tries in the last two seasons. That is just crazy. Unbelievable. His team finished seventh this year. It's not like they were absolute world beaters coming first and just shitting in every single week. So incredible stuff. You've got to remember as well, like with Adam Reynolds gone, that, that had a real impact on their left edge attack. I think he only scored one try in the first month or so as well. He didn't really start overly quickly. Uh, Latrell Mitchell missed a heap of footy, and we know that he's probably the best guy at peeling three on twos. We saw it at the back end of the season. So for AJ to do what he did, very impressive. Damian Cook. I thought defensively this season he was fantastic. It felt like the end of every game you looked and he had 55, 50 tackles next to his name with minimal missed. I think attacking-wise probably wasn't his greatest season, to be honest with you. I think come that finals game, I think he had three passes that hit the deck and you just simply can't be doing that. I personally think Cookie's probably played himself out of the Kangaroos side. I even think there's a world where he's played himself out of the Kangaroos squad. I think that if Happy Curacao has another big game, which I think he will in the grand final. I think they'll take Ben Hunt, Harry Grant, and I think they'll take Appy as well. I've got a feeling Damien Cook might miss out on the World Cup squad. It will be interesting, though. Totola, fuck me, what a year he had. Him and Tom Burgess, they become the two alphas at this side. It's always sort of been Burgess the last few years. Totola went to a new level this season. I believe he won their George Pickens medal, an incredible achievement. Great to see. Um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs really needed another front rower to step up and really develop this season. And Totola, he has answered all their prayers. Good God, he's been impressive. I think he's had a cracking season. Tom Burgess, he's been the same. Obviously missed a lot of football this year. Suspensions, groin injury, a few other things that happened. So uh, a bit of a mixed bag for Burgess, but when he was on the field, I thought he was fantastic. Cam Murray, this bloke is the most complete forward in rugby league. Another cracking season. His first season as the captain of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I thought he was very, very impressive. Jai Arrow as well. Just went about his work every single week. Uh, doesn't get any of the bright lights. Doesn't get any of the applaudance. He never really has a stat sheet that you talk about the next day after and go, oh my God, look at what Jai Arrow did. He's just happy to go about his work, be the silent achiever out there. But I'll tell you what, I've really appreciated him all year. I really did think he was a big fish in a small bowl at the Gold Coast Titans. I was so wrong. He is such a quality footballer, Jai Arrow. Been very impressed with him this year. Now, what has me excited about the South Sydney Rabbitohs? Who are the guys in their squad 
that I am excited about. There's a few to talk about here. The first one, obviously, Lachlan Ilias. Uh, his season has been great. We said in the preseason that we felt like he could be the Rabbitohs halfback for the next 10 years, but we still wouldn't have let go of Adam Reynolds. We didn't think he was ready to do what he did this year. Ilias, despite us being big fans, we would have waited another year or two before we let Adam Reynolds go. Uh, and I think it's been proved to be the right decision. They won two finals games this year, which is great to see with a rookie seven. I thought he was really good against the Penrith Panthers as well. He's had a couple of lulls throughout the year. There's no doubt about it. Obviously got hooked against the Dragons. I personally thought that was the making of him. A lot of people thought at the time it was the breaking of him. I sort of said at the time, I like it. He's been told defensively he's got to fucking shape up, and he didn't that night. He didn't the week before. No one wanted to talk about it at the time, but it didn't really surprise me uh, that he was hooked. And since then, he's been sensational. First two weeks, I think he missed a grand total of two tackles in those first two weeks of the finals, and they went at him very, very hard. He then got to this game against the Penrith Panthers, and he only missed two tackles there as well. So to play three games of finals footy as a halfback who missed, I think, six or seven tackles against Angus Crichton in the last week of the regular season, to miss four tackles across three games... Uh, pretty damn impressive against the Roosters, the Cronulla Sharks, and the Penrith Panthers. Fuck, a very, very good knock there for Lachlan Elias. Only missed four tackles across those three games. So credit to him, Lachlan Elias. I've been very, very impressed with him. I think he has got a huge career. Harm Sele. Good God. What a player this guy is. Another one the Dragons should not have let go of. They'll be kicking themselves over this one as well. I think coming off the bench for South Sydney, he's been really impressive. He's had a couple of injuries this year and whatnot. I was talking to a South fan the other day who pointed out that he's one of those guys that he comes back from injury. He plays one or two games. He warms into it. He shows a cracking performance. You think, fuck, here we go. This will be a big six to seven weeks from him. And then a little injury pops up that sort of holds him back. So uh, played 14 games this year. Uh, played around five, six, seven. Missed about three weeks, played 11, 12, 14, 15, 16. Missed a few weeks, 22, 23, 24. He's played every game since then. So I've been really, really impressed with him. I thought that Roosters game, I think it was round 20, the first week of the finals, I thought he was fantastic there. And he's really impressed me over the last few weeks, Harm Sally. So he's a guy that I think with Mark Nichols going, I think he's going to become really, really important for South Sydney next year. And he's a guy that I can see really, really exploding next season. So much potential in Harm Sallet. We're sort of scratching the surface of what he can do at the moment, but I think he's got a heap more to offer. Our other one is Isaiah Tass. What a season this was. We spoke about him all preseason, saying we believe he should be the left centre for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Took them a long time to select him there. Uh, but since getting in there, I think he's been really great. 16 games this season. Only scored three tries. So didn't obviously blow the world away. But eight try assists, 31 tackle breaks, eight line breaks. His tackle efficiency at 90%. He averaged 130 run metres there. So uh, pretty damn impressive in my opinion. I, I thought he had a great season. I personally think he will be the first choice left centre for the South Sydney Rabbitohs come round one next year. Uh, big fan of him. Obviously came from Mackay. Came down to the Bulldogs a couple of years ago. Didn't quite work out there. Ended up back in Queensland. Carved it in the Queensland Cup last year. And it's got a spot in first grade. And is now... Now owns some of the best real estate in rugby league. On the left edge for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Doesn't get much better than that. So congratulations to Isaiah Tass. Still plenty of improvement in him. And I think he's another one that's got a big future in our game. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now for me, the big question heading into season 2023 for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And for me, it's pretty simple. I think they showed this year that they will be a top eight team next year. I think that these guys will only improve. Ilias, obviously, second year syndrome will be a big question mark. But I mean, based on what you saw this year, I don't think you could uh, expect that to happen. If it does, we'll deal with it then. But I think Ilias will be in for another good little season there. Walker and Cook, a year older, maybe starting to slow down a little bit, but I just think they're smart to get them around the field. And I personally think there's too many teams in this competition that can't handle Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. Uh, so I think they'll definitely be a top eight side. If they're going to win a comp, though, I think South Sydney are one of those teams, like the vast majority of teams are, just about every team is, I think they have to finish in the top four. So the big question for them is, can they be consistent enough throughout the entire season to finish in the top four? Because it's very, very hard to win it from the bottom four of the top eight. We know that. I think the last team to do it was the Canterbury Bulldogs in 1995. Some teams have made grand finals, but they've just run out of gas on the biggest day. So for me, to win this competition, you have to be top four. There will be a team in the future that will win it from the bottom four of the top eight. For me, they'll be the exception, not the example. Uh, You have to finish in the top four. And I think that's going to be the big question for South Sydney. They're not really a team that's in this competition to hopefully make the eight anymore. They should know at the start of the season we're going to be a fucking finals footy side. We need to lift a trophy at the end of this year. That should be their goal from round one. Uh, And in order to do that, I just think they have to make the top four, which means they need to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, Another team that's going to send a lot of guys away for the World Cup at the end of the season. So it will be a tough little preseason for them. Guys will come back a little bit later than what they usually would. But for me, I look at their side and I really don't think much is going to change next year. I think the back line, it will essentially stay the same. Your spine will stay the same. Mark Nichols will leave. So you'll probably see Harm Sele become a front rower there. But other than that, their back rowers will be the same. Their lock will be the same. Uh, so a good opportunity for South Sydney, despite the, the, the uh, a bit of a knocked around preseason, which a lot of teams will have to deal with. I think the bright side will be, I think there's a really good chance that Damien Cook doesn't tour with the Kangaroos. I don't think Cody Walker will tour with the Kangaroos. Uh, Latrell obviously will. Cam Murray obviously will. Jai Arrow probably will. But hopefully that there's some real key guys that you can get into this camp early and really start to guide these guys. Because I genuinely think this Rabbitohs team... I think that they, if they finish in a top four spot and they just have to play three games on the trot, I think they can produce three big games to win a competition, to be honest with you. They just need all their superstars on. You need things to go your way, there's no doubt about it, but fuck, it's hard to make things go your way in this final system if you don't finish top four. So my big question for them, can they finish top four next year? If they do, I genuinely think they will be a premiership threat. If not, I think it's too hard to win it, and I think they've learned that the hard way this year, and we are just about reminded of this every single season, that if you're not in that top four, very, very hard gig to win that premiership. Guys, uh, plenty more content coming this afternoon in the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We had our rapid review of the two games on the weekend a little bit earlier today, if you want to catch up on that. This was obviously our season review of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We also had one for the North Queensland Cowboys a little bit earlier today. So plenty of content to catch up on on the Rugby League Guru Podcast and plenty more coming this afternoon after we're done at Bloke in a Bar Studios recording the deep review of the prelim finals. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 